theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston press to ATO. Three, two, one. Burn, baby, burn. Today we are going to talk about the burn. The burn. What is the burn? We're not talking about Bernie Sanders here. We are talking about future technology. Very exciting stuff that's going on right now. Yeah. And I am loving it. I honestly am loving it. It's super fun to observe and learn from. This is a great time in life, in my humble opinion, to learn about what's going on in the world with non-fungible tokens honestly it is a mind-blowing world and it is so much fun but it is it is ever evolving and ever changing and i could not i mean we both are so excited to be Mm -hmm. you know learning about this yes and participating engaging at least like with the community and trying in in our search for trying to understand all of this and what this is going to be but man we got some updates for you all honestly like, first of all, what is a burn, right? Yeah. We're going to, don't worry, we're going to go into the basics of like what we're actually talking about, but mm-hmm. we do want to emphasize how excited we are about this. I mean, this is yep. like one of those things where literally John and I were just like, we just spent an hour in different rooms looking up basically the same thing, yelling back and forth to each other <laughs> about this topic and like, you know what, we're thinking about this. Let's just do a podcast episode about it because we're this yeah. is where our minds are at right now. And I think that there's a lot that we can share with our wonderful friends that can help provide insight into how this technology works, which is way beyond what I honestly ever expected it could become. Yeah, me too. I mean, what we're talking about here is definitely something completely brand new in terms of digital art and right. what the capabilities are. Right. So we'll, we'll let's just dive right into it because I think they're excited. We're obviously very excited. We're very excited. So yeah. the artists that we're talking about, and we've talked about him on a few episodes, I highly recommend you go back and check it out because we've been focusing on this guy from the beginning yeah. of this Sotheby's drop. His name or her name or the team's name is Pack, P-A-K. Yeah. And he did a collection with Sotheby's called the Fungible Collection where he created a variety of beautiful pieces and honestly, it was the most amazing drop because it was a learning lesson on the possibilities of what can be done with non-fungible tokens in the art world. And, oh my gosh, please listen to those episodes. It was really eye-opening. There were some coding puzzles. There were some awards given. And we were right there in real time, like, talking about it. And then later we discussed how Pac's doing something unheard of where in the physical world this doesn't happen, which is basically anyone who purchased his art had the opportunity to burn their art, like literally get rid of it, dispose of it, burn it to ashes. And it's so genius how, how smart he is. And his whole idea was... If you choose to burn my art, I will reward you essentially with a gift card that will allow you to buy exclusive pieces that will only accept that gift card. Yep. And this gift card also, which he just recently alluded to, will also allow you to buy exclusive pieces from other artists that collaborate with him. Um, that will only accept that gift card too. And it's 
essentially a new way of creating a currency from art. And it is, it just happened. It really just happened yesterday. It's been a long time coming. He did the big Sotheby's drop, what, maybe a few months ago. And for him to put together a software program, it was burn.art. You can just Google it, burn.art. And it always said updates coming, but this is the plan. This is where you go to burn your piece that you purchased. If you do, it will be on a sloped scale. So the very first person who burns their art will get a thousand ash. And then from there, it'll go 999, 999.50, etc. Keep on going down. And it just happened yesterday. And it, it was a lot of, honestly, we were following his Twitter. There were so many moments where I just felt his pain because he's trying so hard to launch this. And it's just so many updates that had to happen. And everyone's just waiting, pushing refresh on it. Yeah. And he finally successfully did it. It was delayed a full 24 hours oh no no 25 hours and it was worth the wait it was worth the wait for sure i would say yesterday was his grand performance i mean this is like this is what we're talking about when we're saying what is the future of the art world right Mm -hmm. this was this was a performance piece right this was it was a performance piece that required collectors Mm -hmm. who really believed in what pack was trying to do from the beginning from the beginning and like the the main line that pack continues to say over and over again that this production this performance is all about is um what can be uh the creation that can occur through destruction Mm -hmm. right creation through destruction Mm -hmm. and um these tokens are basically the destruction you know part you destruct or you destruct the you basically burn the piece that he has this digital piece and then what comes out of that is the creation of ash right and there's just so much there's a lot of symbolism in that in, in, in general. We're not going to go deep into the weeds with that. But I think that what is so fascinating is that what PAC has done, and yesterday was the big performance day, mm-hmm. um, is that he's beautifully intertwined um, the artistic skills. Because these are this is a skill, an artistic skill of coding mm-hmm. with design. Right. It is like bringing science, math, and art all together mm-hmm. in a form that couldn't actually ever be done prior to blockchain. Right. And he's so he's really leaned into this. This is like, he's been doing this since what, 2015, maybe even longer. I mean, this yeah. is a long time in the making. And yesterday we got to see his performance in like the most beautiful way it worked. Okay. And mm-hmm. we've been in a lot of these different NFT drops, different events and whatnot, when people are wanting to buy the piece like people for example nifty gateway did a recent people drop everyone knows people it's the guy who sold his nft every day is for over 69 million dollars right with christie's Mm -hmm. so wow then nifty gateway which is you know one of the platforms that you can buy nfts on did a drop with him okay not just not just calling out NF, or nifty gateway this is a lot of platforms have a problem when they have a big drop happening mm-hmm. their website breaks they, yeah. it breaks down people can't actually do it so they've had to actually reschedule different drops because there have been coding issues yeah and they have a great team it's not to say that they're not trying that, not, that there's not enough money behind it there's all of that right. but pack was an independent person this burn wasn't through nifty gateway or OpenSea or any of the nft platforms this was hosted by the this artist was, itself exactly it wasn't even done with sotheby's right it was was done by him with his developers thoughtfully through mm-hmm. and he knew he's he's a person who has been watching
making this space. He engages with the community. He really does. So so this was an amazing digital performance of art. And it was, you know, it was scary, I'm sure, for him. And I'm sure he's he's hugely relieved that it's all over now. But, you know, it's still going on, technically. It's still it still is. But the initial launch, like everyone, it's time is complete. And that was when the servers were getting overwhelmed. So a drop is essentially the moment when, and they usually have a countdown, but as soon as it's at that point of zero, zero, zero on the timer, then it's when people can go in and buy or people can go in and burn. And at that moment, that's when it's the most amount of people pushing refresh, pushing click, buy now, buy now. People did one. And his drop only lasted a minute. Yeah. And it was so crazy. Like, it was the fastest minute I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was. Honesty. It was. And, and you know, the thing about this performance that Pac just did, too, in terms of not only was, like, it didn't break when he actually did. No, he was communicating to everyone, hey, we're working on this one hour. Give me one hour. We're, mm-hmm. We've been really, like, just be patient. And I love he, he even tweeted out, like, just remember, like, anything that can go wrong will. But <laughs> the hidden part is, is that anything that can go right will go right. Right. Yeah. And so he was really, he understands the fundamental, like, you know, layer, the very beginning layer really starts with good code and right. understanding the the system will be overwhelmed and planning mm-hmm. for that, right? And yeah. so he really was able to thoughtfully think this through. But yeah. he's also, um, and we're saying he, it could be a she. It's right. completely, we don't know who this person is. Or they. Or they. But the beautiful thing is that it required people to believe in the artist. It, this didn't. This performance wasn't something that he did himself. He created the platform in which people could actually take his, you know, the piece that he put out there mm-hmm. and then actually choose to burn it, mm-hmm. get rid of it. In exchange for? In exchange for a token, which is yeah. called Ash. Basically, that gift card, right? Yeah. Here's a gift card. You don't know how valuable this is going to be. You but don't this know is what the- it's going to be. You don't know what you can use it for yet. Yeah, Besides, yet. he says for sure there's going to be exclusive pieces from him. Yep. And he will open up to other artists as well. Yeah. And as soon as he tweeted that, oh, dude, I've been watching this. Because, you you know, a blockchain is fully public. You can look at all the transactions. And it's a beautiful thing about non-fungible tokens. You, you're not getting a black market, essentially. You can see who's buying it, where, and how much they're paying, and all that. And... The price of the cubes has jumped up significantly. So the very first day, it was $500. The second day, it was $1,000. Then the third day, it was $1,500. Then there was a secondary market. And they were probably playing around the $1,500. I don't really think it got too low. Like I didn't see any single cubes going for less than Mm $1,000. But sometimes it would go up to $2,000. Today... $2,850 is the lowest price you can currently purchase one. Yeah, and it it makes sense because basically, you know, a couple thousand people with their cubes Mm -hmm. got rid of them yesterday in exchange for ash. Yep. And so now all of a sudden, whether there was like over 5,000 of them, Initially, there are, there are, are now, no yeah, they're no, they're gone. Yeah. So what he's doing is is he's really reducing the amount mm-hmm. of that piece, yep. right? Yeah. And so it makes you question: yeah. Do you burn it or do you hold it? Because yeah. now that there's fewer cubes, then the value of them should go up. But at the same time, you're balancing it with if you burn the cube immediately, 
you get rewarded a larger amount of ash yeah. than if you wait. The longer you wait, the, f- the smaller amount of ash you will receive. Yeah. And like I said, initially, it was the most you could get. And I don't even know if anyone actually successfully no, you, got a you thousand. Can't, you can't get a thousand. It's like the bonded yeah. yield curve. That's what yeah. it's, it's ruled so, by. So, But five people got 999. Yeah. So which is th- crazy. That is amazing. Yeah. And so those individuals got it, but then very quickly went down. And all of a sudden, it was in the 800s. Yep. Then it was down to seven hundreds, and now we're just about to get into the six hundreds per cube. And supposedly, this ash can also be created from other non fungible tokens yeah. as well. But with the uh, cubes, you get a, a larger amount because this is this is the piece that he cre- he or she created. Yeah, and he is yet to kind of expose the complexities of it, but it's very exciting and yeah. to see how it could turn out. It really is. He he's he she is definitely thinking about this in the long term. This mm-hmm. is something. I mean, we've actually interacted in a community with Pack, and like it is very obvious how thoughtful this entire experiment is to this person absolutely it's it i want to also emphasize how complicated it actually is and was to for people who bought the cube on nifty gateway (laughs) right because that was the only place that you could buy it yeah and it usually just lives on the platform right people just if you're a hodler if you hold on to it you're just going to leave it there usually you're not going to move it but it was it actually required a lot of learning that you can't just google you know, yeah. it, you, we, you can't just Google how to do this. This is yeah. brand new. This is like on the frontier of something that has never really been done before. For sure. And so the complexity of removing your NFT cube from Nifty Gateway onto something else, your, a, a your wallet, wallet, right? a wallet, your that digital you, wallet, your digital <laughs> hot wallet that you own or cold wallet or cold, cold wallet. And then to also ensure that your wallet has enough Ethereum to pay for the gas fees. <laughs> we may have to break a little bit of this down. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, ga- the, the gas... The this gas, is how complicated this, it is. Like, yeah, we're I, really trying not to use a lot of jargon, but... <laughs> I'm really not. The gas fees are just essentially the fees that incur when you actually transfer one asset to another on the Ethereum blockchain, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and this token is built on Ethereum, right? I think that we've gone through some of the major blockchains. Ethereum is... The second most the second well-known most, yeah. uh, cryptocurrency beyond... Besides Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. And this is the one where the, you know, the smart contract came in and this Mm -hmm. is where program now programmable um, actions can actually happen with this smart contract with Ethereum. And this is, thank you. This is where I'm not trying to get into the jargon, but I just want to emphasize how complex um, the complexity that was required for people to actually engage with this. Yeah. Yeah. Just to participate. I mean, he, he knows how much work every single person it took for mm. every person to burn their cube. Yeah. He understands. And, and the risk involved too. There's you, high risk. You, you, at the lowest price possible, you could be burning $500 cash. Yeah. $500 cash is a lot of freaking money, yeah. right? And at the highest possible point, you could be burning $3,000 cash, like US dollar. And that's scary like that's a freaking car that's really freaking car but people believe in this movement because it is it to me it's the most eye-opening moment for me with technology i have to say i love this technology because it's enabling computer scientists and mathematicians to demonstrate 
their art within those fields yes and being able to create art and for us we made an episode on what is great art to us great art to us is art that makes us think yeah and the way that he put all of this together which couldn't be done in the real world it could not be done in the physical real world but he shows you all who participate who engage with it he shows you the beauty of the future with this type of technology absolutely it's like being exposed to the internet before the internet is the internet it's like seeing the future through his whole uh experiment yeah i I don't know how else i'm trying to make sure i think explaining in really clear terms it's a good i think that it's a really good summary it is uh, what he's doing she's doing is Mm -hmm. really showing off the vision that could be with nfts and this was kind of this was what was so intriguing about this at the get when we actually first started learning yeah. about this, right? And we had our we recorded our first podcast episode actually in real time about Pack as the um, auction was going the was, last day. Yeah, it was about to open, and yeah. we were doing our final recording. It was just like, dude, this is so smart. It's so brilliant. But what what I think Pack is what this demonstration was, this performance was, is is the opportunity for the artist to actually show the vision for how NFTs might be utilized in a way that we can't imagine yet, but that this technology allows us to Mm -hmm. imagine it and then actually see it happen. This is going to be the first for sure. This is unbelievable. And, And just emphasize another thing too. We're talking about not just collectors here. Like we're talking about like, also the artists, some of the big name artists mm. who have come onto the NFT space, digital native artists who are buying cubes now even or yeah. bought cubes before. Yeah. We're talking about not just whales in this space who have definitely gone almost all in and own like really the most expensive pieces from him, but also regular people who were able to just get in on $500 for one NFT, which seems like, again, a lot of money. I mean, yeah. it, it is, it, it's a whole ecosystem. But the one thing that Pack continues to emphasize is that you know the one of the coolest things is one even if you had one cube Mm -hmm. or even if you had a five cube Mm -hmm. it's the same amount of ash yeah we're trying to go for equality here we're trying to do something different we're trying to play with economic incentive systems we're trying to make things a little bit more fair and equal but what is most fair and equal is at this moment at least is anyone who is willing to take the risk anyone right. who is willing to learn to engage in the community to really take the time to understand this yeah. big or small like doesn't matter how much size. yeah exactly big or small it doesn't matter all that matters is that you took the time to learn to do it engage with it and if you were there that day you're rewarded you're rewarded in a big way that I mean, no one else could get rewarded, you know, in a year from now. We'll see. We'll see how it all comes out. It'll be really interesting. So the other thing, I want to make sure that like everyone's kind of following because we get super excited about this and we just like, we we just speak really fast about it because we love it. We're very fascinated by it. But I want to, I think that's an important point that you brought up. No matter how big your wallet was, he wanted to reward you. And he's kind of the first person that was able to, create an open edition item but have it designed in a format in which anyone could 
could participate and those who participated with a little bit of money were rewarded just as big as those who participate with a lot of money and that was because it was called the fungible collection and so if you could buy however many cubes you wanted i think the most the biggest was like 999 something like that yeah which is insane because it's 500 dollars a damn cube yeah but if you bought one cube you would be rewarded one non-fungible token if you bought five cubes you would be rewarded one non-fungible token that was five cubes in one image now, if you bought four cubes, you got four ones. I mean, it's like dollar bills, right? Yeah. And if you got six, you would get one five piece and one one cube. Yeah. And you keep on going. There's a 10 cube. There's a 20 cube. There's a 50 cube, 100 cube. And I think there was a, was there not a thousand cube? Maybe there Maybe was. Maybe there was, yeah. So it, it was like, holy crap, you can get like so many. But if you do the math on it, if you were to get a thousand dollars, you're you're in cash you're only going to have so many one dollar bills in the thousand dollars and you're going to have multiple 20s multiple tens you know and and you'll see how it all works in that format that they made each one of those items each one of those non-fungible tokens returning the equivalent amount of ash so if you went to the program with a five dollar bill and a one dollar bill no matter what, you're going to get the same amount of ash yeah. that you would receive. And so that is really awesome for the little guy. Yeah. And he rewarded the people who don't have, I mean, some people spent hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars in the Sotheby's uh, uh, pack drop. And those people, I'm very confident, will get rewarded very big. Yeah. But those who didn't have the amount of money to participate, what we call whales, you know the the big crypto carriers huge wallets digital wallets they still got rewarded really big because a one is worth a five very yeah. exciting how this is going to pan out i know i'm excited to see what happens too and i just think it's everything about it is just so fascinating because in the blockchain world burning something has been that's been the word to yeah. burn tokens to burn you know different basically information on the blockchain that is no longer, you know, like needed for different reasons. Now he's taken that word burn and he's then created this new token Mm -hmm. called ash. Mm -hmm. And if you think about what is cash without the C it's ash. And so it's like, there's so many thoughtful, (laughs) interesting things that he's been thinking about for years. This is, again, we've said this uh, so many times with entrepreneurship. It takes five years to become an overnight success. This guy has put in the time. He has put in the effort he's been designing for so long. And he's been in this space and he's been waiting for the moment, the timing to be right. I mean, the timing of of this performance of this drop too Mm -hmm. was very thoughtfully done. It was the very first... uh, non-fungible token artist to partner with Sotheby's. Yeah, the very first one. The very first non-fungible token artist to partner with any auction house, which at this point, I think Sotheby's and Christie's, we can consider an institution. Yeah. That was Beeple. And that was only a few, maybe like a, a few months prior. And now Sotheby's is doing a full-on non-fungible token catalog where there's what is it like six or seven different artists that will be featured and they're going to have primarily one of one pieces that will go up for live auction yeah very 
very exciting world. And we've been watching this from the beginning, seeing how this is panning out, and it's getting interesting. It is. Is it a bubble? Question to Quinn. You know, I think that, honestly, the more you get into this world, I would say the deeper you dive in and the more time you actually do spend in it, you do see where the bubble tendencies occur and where they're not. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of stu- substance in this space. I think that a lot of there are a lot of institutions in this space that I don't think that they would be in it if there was all it was all just hype. Okay, now when Taco Bell or you know Domino's or whatever <laughs> like made their own NFTs, okay, that was a little bit like that's like one cash grab kind of a thing. You know, it was great you, marketing. It was great marketing, and you see this now. I mean, this is just what happened over the last like few months where artists came in, did an NFT, and didn't do anything else with it. Right. Pack is really pushing the boundaries in terms of why are you here? Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? And and there's utility in this in this art there should be like you should be thinking long term about it don't just come in and grab the bag right anyone who comes in and grabs the bag and then leaves the community punish them well i just (laughs) feel like those that's where we need to discern the artists who are in here for the long haul and those who are just coming in to grab the bag because the grab the baggers are the hype right and it's hard to discern if you're just coming in and you're like what is it well i know i know this artist's name like okay but or everyone's talking about this so i'm just gonna do it that's that's hyping in a nut well i think that one of the things that makes you and i really connect with um the ethos of pack and what what this artist is really trying to do is that He's rewarding due diligence. He's mm. reward like you can't you could not have just burned a queue because you saw a bunch of people doing it. Right. You had to have really actually done some real work beforehand, prep work before right. this. Yeah. And it requires you to actually engage with the community, ask questions, and it's not just with a click of a button because I got a bot because I was here. You know, it is yeah. you ha- you you have to be rewarded for due diligence and I feel like that's really kind of one of the great things about blockchain in general. Like mm. if you're really wanting to be in it for the long haul, yeah. it's important to do your due diligence. It's okay. Everyone's going to make a mistake. It's yeah. okay to make a mistake every once in a while, but for you to really want to be in it for the right reasons is something that's difficult to discern if you're not here for the right reasons either. Right. Yeah. So I think that he's it really, it takes a lot of time to learn it. It does. Know? It does. And it's like, everyone has only so much time, only so much space in your brain. You know, you have to yeah. work, you have to do other things. You have to have a life, but yeah. we've been really fortunate enough to be able to really immerse ourselves in this space and to really actually see a lot of the beauty and appreciate what this community and what these leaders and artists mm-hmm. are really doing because pack there's a reason why sotheby's picked pack as their very first digital native nft yeah, artist very curious how that actually there's happened. a very good reason and i think that one of the great things that he's trying to do is trying to push the boundaries and show people the utility of nfts mm-hmm. that can possibly happen and if you are really interested in wanting to be in this space it's going to require you to learn Mm-hmm. It's going to require you to be a part of it long term, not yeah. just like one and done. But you can kind get of a lucky. Thing. You can get lucky, and yeah, of course. You know, you go on Nifty Marketplace. You can buy pieces right now for one hundred twenty bucks. But why do you want that piece? Is it really just a connection? Is it just because you want to participate? You want to really get involved. You have to learn about the market, and the market is the most essential part. And it's difficult to understand it it's really difficult to understand the technology it's really difficult to grasp how many different uses this can be for and it goes beyond just non-fungible tokens i mean 
the whole thing is so exciting and i just honestly i can't wait to see I, i can't wait to learn more about it i can't wait to participate more in it and i can't wait to see more opportunities come out of this that can really make a positive impact around the world. A hundred percent. I could not agree with you more, my love. And I think one of the things that I really just want to kind of end with and emphasizing why I really, I think why we both really connect with this story, this artist's story and this Mm -hmm. moment in time with NFTs is anytime a new economic incentive model comes around, it's very rare actually, right? I mean, mm. think about it in the real world. It's like you kind of like you live in your government in your local area and you're like, this is the way that it is. How can I change it, right? This mm. is like an, a space where an artist can challenge, you know, the status quo and really make think, make people think differently in a way where what if we lived in a world that it didn't matter how much cash was in your pocket because of where you were born or who you were born to, right? Yeah, yeah. What if the, the system worked in a way where because you were dedicated, because you learned, because you put the time and effort into understanding something. Mm -hmm. You really understood it, you learned it. Your due diligence was there, that you were rewarded because of that. That's beautifully stated. I mean, if you spent the time learning about Bitcoin in 2013, yeah. Holy crap. Congratulations. I mean, talk about what is a meritocracy? When you are when you are rewarded based on the merit of the things that you do, yeah. of the things you believe in and whatnot, I mean that's what it's all about. To me, it's an exciting future ahead, and I'm, mm-hmm. I just think you know sharing it with our community is an important thing to both of us because we really want to, you know, it's of course none of this is financial advice. This is no. just us talking about something that is so fascinating that's happening right now yeah. in 2021. Like after a horrible pandemic, what just right. happened? There's a lot of really cool new things that could be yeah. created in the future. Yeah, and I'm grateful that we get to bring along our friends on this journey of discovery yes. that we're experiencing in real time. Like this is kind of like our little time stamp, our it little is. non-fungible token of that's where our heads were at. And we'll see when we listen to this in 10 years. Whoa, that was cool. Yeah. I think ha- that'll be kind of fun. I do too. And I mean, I just want to put it out there as we sign off. Think about what maybe this episode could even be in the future. Okay. That's what we're thinking about. We're thinking mm-hmm. about as we're doing things, as we're creating things in a year from now, two years from now, what could this specific podcast episode, this audio file, what could it be on mm. the internet? And I'll know. leave you with that. I so thanks for listening, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this. We look forward to speaking with you all tomorrow and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.